Hello, and we are the Carolina Snowflakes, and we're back with part two of our Milking Lol Cows series on uh, Chris Chan. I'm Jason. And I'm Amanda. And we are the Carolina Snowflakes, and we're going to continue our story here today. I'm just going to get right back into it because there's no need to dilly-dally. Dilly-dally. No need to dilly-dally. So (laughs) (laughs) where we last left Chris, if you remember, he was in uh, community college... He was definitely a he. He was not a she yet. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, using his attraction sign to try to find women. And that's kind of where we, we, we left off with Chris. Right. Yeah, the love quest. The love quest, uh-huh. yes. That quest is going to continue for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the longest sagas in Christory. But there are many sagas coming up that we're going to talk about today. So I think the first thing I need to point out here is around this time is when Chris developed, like, top does the cherry on top of the sunday that is his look so it's about this time chris gets some uh modeling clay like crayola brand modeling clay that you buy for kids and he makes a medallion of sonichu that he puts around his neck as a necklace oh no and it is a big iconic part of his look because it's a huge clay (laughs) goofy looking medallion of sonichu that he's wearing around his neck that he takes great pride in. In public. He wears this in public. He wears it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. He says it has powers. He's very connected to it. He's very attached to the the amulet. Okay. Or the medallion, as he calls it. Mm -hmm. And that medallion becomes like a signature part of his look. It's, it's, It's how people start to identify him in Rutgersville, Virginia, this random weird person with the Sonichu comic books. <laughs> and so he starts going to um, a game store. There's a local game store in Rutgersville where he starts to go play cards with people, you know, Dungeons and Dragons comic book stuff. He's really into Pokemon cards. So he starts going to, it's called The Game Place, and it's a game place. And that has a whole saga on its own that, that's going to be part of the story going forward. But essentially he starts going on Friday nights. He starts meeting people. You know, he starts trying to make friends. He meets a girl named Megan, and that starts the Megan saga, which is long and ongoing as well. And Megan is somebody who is nice to Chris Mm -hmm. because I think she felt bad for him because everybody there was kind of picking on him. Yeah. And she's nice to Chris and begins to talk to Chris and tells Chris that, you know, she really likes Sailor Moon, which is an anime. And she says she really likes My Little Pony. That's another thing she tells Chris she really likes. And Chris immediately adopts those things as his own. So he becomes obsessed with Sailor Moon and obsessed with My Little Pony. Okay. And this is the beginning of Chris's obsession with My Little Pony, which will last until modern day. So I'm assuming he was a brownie. Yeah, well, he wasn't until he met Megan in the 2006 um, at the game place. Uh, uh Uh-huh. And he becomes a brownie, which is a word for a dude who really likes a My bro, Little Pony. A bro who's into the ponies. Yeah. Yeah. So because of Megan, he he does that, which is, it bothers her. She, um, I know about her from her writing. She wrote a lot of emails back and forth to Chris, mm-hmm. and you can read them. You know, they're all posted online. <laughs> it's all in the Christery. Oh, yeah. And <sighs> she seems like a really nice person who's actually trying to help Chris out. She's creeped out. She's like, why do you... You never said anything about Sailor Moon or My Little Pony until I did, and now you talk about them all the time. It's weird, and why do you touch me all the time? He was very touchy oh. and gross towards Megan, and it oh, did Oh, poor Megan. Yeah, so, so Megan kind of rebuffs Chris, and he doesn't take kindly to that, and he kind of makes a scene in the game place. He says some racist things. He oh, says some homophobic no. things, 
It doesn't go very well. She all re- while wearing his medallion. All while wearing his medallion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She reports him. The manager gets upset and kicks him from the game place. So he gets kicked out Uh-oh. of the game place. But before he gets kicked out, somebody takes a picture of him playing cards and posts that picture onto 4chan. And when that happens, people start to connect the dots between Sonic Chu, this weird comic book they've seen on the internet, this guy with the medallion and the attraction signs. And somebody recognizes him and basically says, I know who this guy is and where he is. It's Ruckersville, Virginia. His name is Chris oh, no. Weston Chandler. Okay. So now the internet knows who Chris is. Uh-huh. And a, a website that's called Encyclopedia Dramatica. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. I have. It's um, just for anybody who doesn't know. It's like a satirical wiki. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a Wikipedia if Wikipedia was all opinion. Yes. To give you an idea of and what Encyclopedia of Dramatica is. Really, really funny. Yeah, some of it's really funny. It's just the best way I could describe it is if you had a Wikipedia that was all opinion. Mm-hmm. And an article gets created about Chris on Encyclopedia Dramatica, and Chris finds it. And this upsets Chris immensely. So Chris decides, I mean, I guess kind of smartly that YouTube is his next thing. So clearly people know who I am. And he creates a website for Sonichu for the fans. And he decides like, okay, I'm going to go onto YouTube. That's going to be my, my, my way to communicate with my fans. Uh-huh. Which is logical in a sense if he actually had fans. Right, he if they were fans. He doesn't realize that they're trolls. Right. So he goes on YouTube. The first video he makes is he makes a video of a game that's called Soul Calibur. He creates a, a makeshift character in that game that's Mary Lee Walsh, who, if you remember, was the dean of student services at the community oh, college. Oh, that lady. That told him he would never find love. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he just beats the shit out of her in the video game. <laughs> oh, no. That's his first YouTube video. The second one starts another theme in Chris's life, which is he's a bit of a prize pig is the word they use. Somebody who's constantly trying to win contests. It all goes back to that, the, the toy store shopping spree. The KB shopping spree he got. He's trying to, he's always trying to relive that. He's trying to, he's chasing the high. So there was a video game called Parappa the Rapper for the PlayStation that was about a rap, it was a, it was a rapping game Mm. and they had a contest. They were going to pick a hundred winners or whatever of people rapping Parappa the Rapper. He makes his video he breaks some of the rules by ad-libbing, which you're not supposed to do, but he doesn't really pay much attention to any of that. So he gets disqualified. Like, you're disqualified, you can't win, which very much upsets Chris. Oh. And so Chris decides, like, I'm going to post a YouTube video that's, like, explaining myself and my the, my take on things to to YouTube. <laughs> and it's, it's a birthday video from uh, 2007 at the Game Place, and... Chris tells people, like, how to behave. He's, like, gonna, he's laying down his life lessons. So Chris says, like, if you're a boy, get a My Little Pony doll, and that will help teach you about curves and the good smells and hair of women. Oh, my God. And if you're a woman, get a Transformers doll, because that will teach you about the complexity of men and how their parts work. What? What? Yeah, that's Chris's <laughs> advice. So, wait, so this was his, like, very first video mm-hmm. on one of, YouTube? One of the very first videos. Okay. And... It was in with those other ones, uh, but it was essentially telling people that it was very gender confused, um, which you'll see already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he tells people he tells people they need to stay straight, stay straight. You know, is how he says it. And 
he exclaims like you need to remember your gender gender is important which is really interesting coming from someone who you know in six or so years is going to end up being trans um it's very interesting i wonder if that was like a his attempt to keep himself non-trans do you know what i mean yeah no i think when people are like trying to convince themselves it's that thou dost protest too much type thing he's so obsessed with gender and gayness and being straight to the point where it's obvious that it's someone who is struggling with their own feelings. Exactly. Yes. Nailed it. And and that's, that's happening even where we're at now in in 2007. So like it's, it's pretty nuts. Mm -hmm. It's pretty nuts. And now a video comes out. That's really, really funny that I think is so funny. I'm going to go ahead and play so you can hear how Chris sounds at this time period. Okay. So this is another video that Chris puts out on YouTube. He's, (laughs) It's ostensibly an apology, but it, it it's it's really not. So I'm gonna go ahead and play that real quick for you. Hello, my name is Christian Weston Chandler from Rutgers of Virginia. It has come to my attention that I have a lot more fans of my electronic electric hedgehog Pokemon Sanchu than I had originally thought, and I thank each and every one of you for your support. And I will draw more comics uh, when I get some positive inspiration or uh, when I feel like it. After all, everybody everybody has a life. So do I. I have a life. Anyway, it has also come to my attention that I have a lot of people who may have picked up on the wrong theories of my person. I will not quote any hate sites, but I would like to humbly apologize for appearing to be some kind of sleaze, troll, Badass or whatever adjectives, good or explicit, you may feel about me. Please understand, I am a 25-year-old, high-functioning autistic male with a simple, peaceful dream of becoming a father of a sweet, little, pretty girl who I will dub the name Crystal Weston Chandler. Crystal, a name that sounds similar to mine, but it has a nice ring to it. And it's also similar to the illustrious metal that is mined from the Earth's ground. Weston, my mother's maiden name, and a proper English name from royal descent. As a matter of fact, I'm on my uh, mother's side in the uh, ancestral traits. We have, uh, we have been traced down to Daniel Weston, who was on the May- Mayflower voyage. And uh, beyond him, Anne Boleyn, who was the uh, one of Henry VIII's king henry VIII's wives who gave birth to uh, queen elizabeth the <laughs> first all right so uh what is your reaction to that video <laughs> okay well for starters <laughs> he looks he looks exactly the same as he did when he was 12 mm-hmm. he's even wearing like the same shirt the same shirt but he's the got that medallion yeah it's such a, oh my god <laughs> And then his room is cluttered with stuff everywhere. He's got all yeah, all kinds of stuff all over all over his bedroom. Um what a what a what an interesting person. Yeah, you can see the attraction, right? Like the attraction comes right away. Now that 4chan has connected him with Sonichu and everything, it just sort of takes off. People are like, this guy is fascinating. Yeah, like you you just need to watch. You just, <laughs> you just, you just need can't, to watch you just this. Can't take your eyes off of him. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um and so I he's at this time he's warring really hard with Encyclopedia Dramatica and the trolls 
are changing things on his page and making him seem mean and then he'll change things back and this is where chris doxes himself the first time hard by putting his name and address and phone number on encyclopedia dramatica oh, for why? everyone to see what to prove you? that he's the real one and that the trolls are the oh, ones who are lying no yeah so chris doxes the piss out of so himself like just total strangers then know everything yeah for the first time and it's going to happen over and over again uh chris doxes the ever-loving shit out of himself <laughs> Um, on Encyclopedia Dramatica. And so that video was ostensibly like an apology for people, the ruckus he's causing on Encyclopedia Dramatica. He does not like that website at all. And that's all like late 2007. Uh, YouTube's brand new. I mean, he was on there at the beginning. So I got to hand him credit for being like a pioneer um, Mm -hmm. on YouTube. So now uh, January 2008, Chris tries Facebook. He makes a Facebook. He tries to meet girls on there doesn't go well he eventually (laughs) abandons facebook okay so uh we go to mid 2008 and there's a picture that chris has drawn of um well i'm gonna let you describe the picture we're gonna have another one of those where i show you a picture and you're going to describe it to our audience but chris has drawn this picture and it gets leaked so i'm gonna show it to uh our gorgeous co-host amanda right now oh Okay, so I'm going to want you to describe this picture for us. So you've handed me a tablet with a, a, a picture of a drawing. A drawing. It's clearly Chris's drawing oh God. from the style. What don't even... What is happening? Okay, it's... Okay. You just describe... Loosely. Lo- loosely. Yeah. It's a cartoon depiction of a male... It's Chris. Presumably Chris, because he's wearing his medallion. Yeah, yeah. And a female Mm -hmm. who is laid back, Mm -hmm. nude. Naked. They're both naked. Mm -hmm. And she is holding her boobs. Mm -hmm. And he has his hand... On her crotch. On her, yeah, like, genital area. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, her eyes are blacked out her like, eyes are blacked out not black eyes but like you would do okay. in a sensor bar like yeah blocked out all right so that picture and it's really and and <laughs> the look on the in the boy the guy has a green eye and a blue eye yes chris claims to have a green eye and a blue eye mm-hmm. yet people who have met chris say they're both green this is weird. <laughs> yeah this is really really weird so this is going to explain what happened there? He drew this picture because people were accusing him of being gay, which is a thing that happens on the internet. People call you gay. And Chris is very defensive about it. So he wanted to prove that he was straight, and his way of doing that was drawing a picture of him pleasuring a woman who's receiving so much pleasure that she's like, her vagina's squirting. That's a big thing that he is kind of obsessed oh my with. God. And he, he, he releases that picture like, look how straight I am. But the girl in the picture is obviously Megan or Megan's sister because the the, the 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 title that he gives the picture is I made your sister come, which is not a good name for a picture. And Megan eventually sees this picture and puts two and two together that it's her and gets very upset because I could tell how uncomfortable you are looking at the picture. Yeah. Imagine her when looking at that and realizing it's about her. Chris says, it can't be you. I blurred out the eyes to make them anonymous. That's oh. why the black bar oh. over the eyes. It can't, it can't be you. So he has plausible deniability that that, that is a picture he drew of Megan. But oh. it is indeed a picture no. he drew of Megan. And that 
that essentially breaks the friendship forever. That ends the Megan saga of things because she will never really truly forgive Chris and never really be in his life much after that. No. She, he still talks about her going way further on, but she kind of breaks off then. As you can imagine, I mean, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. It's yeah. It's I, I'm imagining being Megan and that mm-hmm. like that's disturbing. It, it is. It's really really disturbing. Oh. So speaking of disturbing, this is the time when Chris's pasture at his church finds his YouTube page and the Encyclopedia Dramatica page <laughs> and tells him you're going to hell and tells him you can't come to this church anymore. And Chris gets, oh no. Chris gets kicked out of his church. Yeah. <laughs> Even God was like, yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> So Chris gets kicked out of church. And then um, it's a little later in 08. uh, He gets permanently banned from the game place for racism. Uh, He apparently was using the N-word around some black customers. Wow. And so he gets perma-banned. He's not never allowed to come back to the game place. The guy that bans him is the manager. His name's Michael Snyder. And Chris does not like Michael Snyder. This begins the war that Chris has with Michael Snyder that... I'm going to give you some foreshadowing. It will end up violent. People will end up in the hospital from this war that he has with Michael Snyder. So I'm picking up a pattern here. Mm-hmm. Back to the community college where he was repeatedly suspended. Mm-hmm. That took him six years to get his two-year degree because <laughs> yeah. he kept getting kicked out. Mm-hmm. And then he gets kicked out of church. Mm-hmm. And then he gets banned from this game store. Mm-hmm. This is... Yeah. Yeah. He also got kicked out of McDonald's. Oh, that's right. By the the manager. The manager. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And all this stuff makes it into the Sonichu comics. Um, I'm not going to focus on the Sonichu comics very much because it's the less interesting part of the story, but all of this makes it into the comics, but in really weird, bizarre, cartoony fantasy ways. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of follow Chris's life story in the Sonichu comics, but I don't know why you would do it that way, but you could. So about this time is when. Three trolls decide to team up and create a new girl character for Chris because Megan is gone. And so they came up with a character named Blanca Weiss, which is uh, Spanish for white and then German for white because Chris is racist. <laughs> so they're like, so they figure she's white, white. Yeah, Blanca White is the greatest <laughs> name. And so they convince Chris that Blanca's real and they use this to extort things from Chris, videos of him doing things and being weird. Because she wants it. Oh, and it's no. a way to get material and dirt on oh. stuff on Chris. So it, you know, that doesn't really go so great. Um, he he kind of loves Blanca, but that saga runs its course. It's a few months. It's it's kind of one of the less interesting sagas, but it is there. Um, then we have on October 31st, 2008, the first time someone really starts fucking with Chris uh, bad. Somebody, trolls put a sign in his yard about Encyclopedia Dramatica. So now people are showing up at his house, which is the first time this has happened. So we're at Halloween 2008 is when that happens. He finds a a sign with the Encyclopedia Dramatica stuff on it in his yard. And at this point, he's still like making videos and and all that on Mm -hmm. YouTube. So people are watching it. People are watching it. He's getting more and more popular, more and more famous. And trolls have now started to come to his physical location, mm-hmm. which is, I feel like that's a line. Like that's when things start getting even worse. Yeah, that's weird. Because up until now, everybody's fucked with them sort of via the internet. Yeah, but this, where you can just you know mm-hmm. turn the computer off and you're done. Right. It, it starts. This is where this is where that turns, and we don't have that anymore. 
So around November 2008, um, he found he founds the CWC Wiki, um, the Quickie he calls it, the Quickie, which is now you know SonicU.net, but it, originally it was that, and it it was there to be a SonicU fan site originally. Like that's what the point of it was was to be a fan site for SonicU. He found founds that so. You know, it gets hacked almost immediately. His password turns out to be Sonichu123, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> which I guess you could have predicted. Oh, no. Cause, and, well, but he believed that there were fans. Yeah, he did. And there, there actually are some legit fans, but they're just way outnumbered by the trolls. Okay. So he starts getting fan art. Some of the fan art he gets is legit. Oh, really? From people who really like, think he's cool. But it's it's hard to decipher it. I I as somebody who you know doesn't have the disabilities that Chris has sometimes can't tell the difference between the fan art and the troll art. That's how good it is. Mm, okay. So Chris definitely can't tell. He's less socially aware than normal person. Uh-huh. So he has no clue the difference between the troll For stuff. For him, it's all they're all the fan. fans. Yeah, kind yeah. of, kind of, yeah. And now we get to oh, this is where it starts getting dark. This is where it starts getting dark. Because now we have December 2008 and we have a guy named Blue Spike. So Blue Spike befriends Chris. And Blue Spike convinces Chris that he is both a girl named Julie and her evil twin brother named Max. Okay. Okay. And he essentially uses the same voice for all the characters, but Chris can't tell or doesn't seem to be able to tell. Mm -hmm. And Blue Spike starts asking him for house tours, tours of his house. Oh, no. And this will come up later, but Chris's house is terrible. It's a hoarder house. They live in a house where it's full of junk everywhere. You have doorways blocked off, whole rooms you can't go in because of all the junk that's piled up over the years. Mm -hmm. It could be on that show, Hoarders. Mm -hmm. And so posting all that on the internet is probably not very good, but... Blue Spike tricks him into that, and then, realistically, the best way to tell this is to kind of go forward in time, and then we're going to have to go back. But essentially what Blue Spike does is he pretends to be Julie and to be captured by her evil twin brother, Max. And in order to save Julie, Chris has to do things he doesn't want to do. And the thing he lands on making Chris do is cutting up his Sonichu medallion and shoving it up his ass. And... He gets on a phone call with Chris on Skype and convinces Chris to cut the medallion into four pieces and stick it in his ass, which is really, really terrible. And he really does it, and it's bad. And this is the point when a lot of trolls turned on Blue Spike and were like, dude, what the fuck? And then Blue Spike reveals that he has phone sex calls with Chris, and he releases those. And there are phone calls where Chris is having, quote unquote, phone sex with Julie, but it's not Julie. It's Blue Spike. Who Blue Spike now reveals that he is a 13-year-old boy. <gasps> oh, no. Chris has been having phone sex with a 13-year-old boy. And Blue Spike seems thrilled at this and just, like, thinks it's the funniest thing ever. But all the other trolls actually started to get pissed off around this time. Yeah. And this is the first time a group forms around protecting Chris from okay. the trolls. They form a group to be like, wait a minute, man. This has gone too far. And Blue Spike quits after that, and then later in life just sort of has gone off. No one knows really where he is now. But he's been he's done interviews where he says he regrets everything and that he, he really went too far. But he was 13. Yeah, um, but, like, that's, I mean, 
Yeah, it's really bad. Chris was technically an adult. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and he got tricked by a 13-year-old into shoving a medallion up his ass. Yeah, and doing phone sex or whatever else. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that was like borderline illegal or it might be illegal. It's not good, whatever uh, it is. Yeah, no, it's definitely teetering on the edge of, ew. Yeah, that's one of the darkest parts of the saga for a little while. Blue mm-hmm. Spike is a s- segment I almost didn't want to bring up, but you have to know because it factors into the story. Right. But it is it is a really dark part of the whole thing. I don't like talking about Blue Spike. That kid just... And, like, the glee he has in his voice when he tells that Chris, it's, like, really gross. Yeah. And, like, abusive and, like, right. not... It's right. not even friendly trolling at that point. It's just angry and bitter and mean. Right. And cruel. So that happens over the course of a few months, and some other things happen during that time. So we're going to kind of... We're going... Back in time, but not really, because the Blue Spike saga goes over a few months, and there's other things happening during that time. And one of the other things is a new troll called Clyde Cash comes along. And Clyde says he had a brother named Richard Cash, who was a huge fan of Sonichu. And when Chris got in his war with Encyclopedia Dramatica, Chris said he was going to stop writing Sonichu until they fixed the Encyclopedia Dramatica page. Well, according to Clyde, this upset his brother Rich so much waiting on the new issue that Richard committed suicide. Oh. And so Clyde Cash is the rem- the living brother, and he contacts Chris and is like, my brother committed suicide waiting on your sonnet you, and Chris feels so bad for him, he accepts Clyde Cash as part of his circle and starts talking to him on Mumble, and which was a, a, a voice chat at the time. And um, it, th- Clyde's just a troll. He's just someone who he trolls is. him. He uses the picture of a, of a Guido that was a famous meme um, that was like a, a meme back in the time. So he, he's clearly like not showing his real face, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's using a fake name. And uh, like he, wor- he weasels his way in, and Clyde Cash will be a long-running troll for Chris. Um, and he, his essential way of getting in was this whole suicide story, which is also kind of sad. That's pretty morbid and dark too. Yeah, well, it's it, yeah. The story the story gets dark. Next, we have um, 2009. Around the beginning of 2009, a website gets founded for female Sonichu fans. Um, <laughs> he he Chris goes on there and meets the girls. Now, who knows how many of them are actual Sonichu fans? There's at least one. Her name was Panda Halo. She ends up doing some fan art and ends up being one of Chris's friends. She's from Australia. Okay. Um, but And there are other girls on the website. And so Chris goes on to the website to, you know, introduce himself to all the ladies that are fans of his, of his glorious artwork. And he tells them that, you know, he sometimes wishes he was a girl. And that, you know, things might have been easier if he'd have been born a girl. But alas, as he says, I'm a highly autistic straight male with a penis so <laughs> it just wasn't meant to be just wasn't meant to, to be yeah mm-hmm. so chris has been weird to all the girls in this female sonichu fan club which i have to imagine was made as a troll but um yeah yeah so then a little later on in 2009 we get um this is called the miyamoto saga shigeru miyamoto is the guy who created mario he created zelda he created a lot of the most famous and iconic Donkey Kong uh, Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Miyamoto is a very, very famous person. And somebody emails Chris saying that they are Shigeru Miyamoto. Of course. And that they're interested in making a Nintendo game out of Sonichu. Now, this is funny for a few reasons. One is Sonichu was a mashup of Sonic and Pokemon. Pokemon is owned by Nintendo. Sonic is owned by Sega. 
thought it was like Pikachu. Oh, that's yeah, Pokemon. Pikachu's a Pokemon. All right, yeah, okay. And that's all owned by Nintendo. And Sonic is a, a hedgehog. And Sonic is owned by Sega. And if you know anything about video games, those two companies don't get along, and yeah, they never not have pal around. No, and they never will. So it's kind of it's really naive of Chris to think that that Miyamoto himself would contact him about Sonichu. But Chris believes it. This is how Chris starts giving info to Miyamoto because he believes he's real. And he's like, here, here's my website. And Miyamoto asks him for the, the password and Chris gives it to him. So this happens where <laughs> Chris's website gets completely hacked and taken down. So he Sonichu. Like no one, he has no one just oversight. No one watching what he's doing or like yeah. saying, hey, man, yeah. <laughs> maybe don't do that. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. The whole story, you just wish for somebody to explain to Chris what's happening. And you wonder why his parents don't. Yeah, somebody. But no one ever does. And I think that's part of the saddest part of the this, this story. Because this really is, as, as funny as parts are, it really is a sad story. I mean, the, the tragedies that have happened to him. And we're only in 2009. This keeps going. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean... This is a good place to stop it for this week's episode because next week we're going to get into uh, later into 2009 and when some really crazy stuff happens and some funny videos come up. We get some comedy coming up next, so it'll be less dark next episode, I believe. Um, but then it'll get dark again. It always does. Oh, good. <laughs> it always does. <laughs> oh, good. But um, We can't have too much laughter or, or light. Yeah, so now Chris is known to the internet. He's getting trolled. These things sort of are he happening. just... Handing out his password, yes, and, and telling people where he lives. Mm-hmm. And he's just, stop it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't stop it ever. That's the thing. I don't know if it's Chris's personality or autism or some combination of factors that causes Chris to literally never learn from his mistakes. But he never does. He never does. He makes the same mistakes over and over and over again. Mm. I think that's why it's an interesting case study because it's like this. This well, is what yeah, happens. Because I mean, we've all messed up. Yeah, and, and fed the trolls mistake. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, and you would think that, like, for most of us, you do it once, and you're like, oh. Oh, don't feed him. Shit, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, th- he does not have that reaction But he at keeps all. falling for the mm-hmm. fake stories mm-hmm. and the and then handing out all of his personal information. Yeah, and so now that his website's hacked, they tell him to get it back. He has to prove that he's straight, which he does by liking a bunch of Britney Spears video videos on YouTube and holding pictures of Britney Spears up with his with his transformer in his lap because his transformer Optimus Prime he considers to be the definition of masculinity. And so if he has that in his lap near where his penis is and Britney Spears poster beside him it shows that he's a masculine virile man and he's attracted to a beautiful Britney Spears. Which is a very odd way to try to prove you're straight. Did he ever make a new medallion? Yeah, he did. He he had to make a new medallion after shoving the one up his ass. He did. He did make a new medallion. He, had, okay. he said he had to go back to Walmart and spend $25 to buy the Crayola <laughs> magic clay oh to remake God. it. So he does. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. So the story's gotten pretty wild. Um. Yeah. What do you think so far? We're in 2009. I can't imagine what's <laughs> coming next oh yeah it's what's there's there's so much more we have we've well i mean we're in it now but there's still plenty more left so i hope you guys out there are enjoying it this has been our second episode about lol cows and about chris chan 
Tune in next week for uh, another episode in the crazy adventures of Kristen Weston Chandler. <laughs>